Do you know where you are in the life cycle of your church? Do you have any idea what stage you're in? And if you do, do you know what you should be focusing on? Are you focusing on the right things or the wrong things? Well, every church, your church, my church, all churches, go through a life cycle. And every stage has something that you should be focusing on. One thing that you really need to be putting into your culture, focusing your time and attention on. And too often, we don't know where we are in the life cycle. So we don't know what we should be spending our time on. And so instead of spending our time on relationships, we should be spending time on spiritual development. Or instead of spiritual development, we really need to be getting the word out that we are here and that we're ready to serve you as the community. And so what I want to do is I want to continue the conversation talking through the life cycle of your church, where you are, what you should be doing, where you should be focusing your attentions, and identifying right now, identifying today, whether or not you're in the first few stages of, of a life cycle, or if you're in the later stages. And so um, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to walk through the first uh, few stages. We're going to look at them a little bit more in depth, understand what each stage is, what should be happening at that stage, so you can identify where exactly you are and identify what steps you need to be taking to move to the next stage. All right, so let's get started. So the big question is this. How do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Ministry Hackers Podcast. I hope you're doing wonderfully wherever you are and whatever it is you are doing right now today. I hope your day is going great. Um, it's been a great fall so far. Uh, we've been going through some great content the last few episodes, looking at foresight, looking at going deeper in your biblical foundation. And now we're going through a, a few episodes looking at your church's life cycle, where you are and what you should be doing with where you are. And the whole goal here at Ministry Hackers and, and what we're trying to do in this episode and all the other episodes is equip you as a pastor, as a ministry leader, equip you to live the dream life that you've always you've always imagined, uh, where you get to pastor a growing church, where you get to pastor a growing ministry, where you get to be ta- spend time with your family and be with your spouse and travel and have hobbies and uh, just do the things that fulfill you in your life outside of ministry. Because if you don't know this already, you need to have a life outside of ministry. I know for me, ministry is all-encompassing. It's easy to get uh, completely inundated with uh, ministry and the people and, and hanging out with everybody at church. And and I love it. But at the same time, we have to have a life outside of ministry. And that's what we want to do here is we want to teach you how to not be overwhelmed and anxious and uh, stressed out because of all the things that having, having to do with the church you can have a life outside of that. And so that's our focus here. And I hope that this is helping you. And if you want to go a step further, if you really want to understand the steps you need to take to start moving towards that dream life and ministry, I want to invite you uh, to go to brandonpartycooper.com slash more time, more money. And you'll be able to see our step-by-step process. Uh, You'll be able to recognize uh, where you are, what you need to be doing, the things you need to focus on, And you'll be able to see clearly what your next steps are, how you can go from uh, the life you're in, you know, where you're overwhelmed with all the all the ministry stuff. You'll be able to see that and see how you can go forward step by step into this dream life 
that you've always imagined, that you've always wanted. And so again, you go to brandonpartycooper.com slash more time, more money. You can get the step-by-step -step guide right there. It's free. It's a it's a, just a quick download, and you can look at step-by-step -step how you go from um, stressed and overwhelmed all the way to living your dream life in ministry. And so um, again, go to brandonpartycooper.com slash more time, more money. Get the step-by-step -step guide today. Start looking at it. Start seeing how you can move forward and start living your dream life uh, because you deserve it. Uh, I know that as pastors and ministry leaders, we're sacrificial in everything we do, and that's how we should be. But at the same time, God has given this gift of life, and he's given it so that we can enjoy it as well as serve him and serve the people that he's entrusted to us. So again, brandonpartygoober.com slash more time, more money. Get your guide there. All right. So the life cycle of your church. <clears throat> Where are you? Where, what stage are you in? And we're going to talk through the first four stages today in this episode. And so the first stage, clearly, is birth. Uh, this is, uh, so if you're a church planter, um, then this is this may be where you are. Um, birth is really kind of after the doors have opened. So now you may be uh, planting a church or preparing to plant a church, maybe pre-launch. So you're not quite to the birth stage yet. If you are pre-launch, then you are really just kind of you and maybe a handful of people, a small team, and you're preparing to launch your church. Um, at this point, I would say that your church is not yet existing. Your doors are not yet open. Even if you're having um, uh, gatherings prior to your big launch, this is all preliminary. Um, you're really not in the stage of you have an open church and ready uh, to go. And so I would say if you're in pre-launch stage, uh, you're not quite to birth. Birth is the next step for you. And so when you open those doors, you have that launch day. That is your birthday. That is the day that you open the doors and surprise, your church is there. Your church is open. Your church is ready to serve your community. Um, and so at this stage, uh, this stage is just kind of like um, you have this brand new church and you really just want to show it off to the world. And so the focus here at this stage is getting the word out. Um, you can open your doors as a church. You can say, hey, we're here. And you can open the doors and not really tell a whole lot of people about it. And most likely nobody's going to find you. Um, the way a, a church plan is really going to survive, the, the, the first stage, that birth stage, is by getting the word out. And your time and attention really needs to be focused there. How do we let more people know that we are here? Now, you need to have, uh, you need to put your time and attention into great services and great service and, um, and connecting with people and capturing information and emails and all that. Yes, all those things need to happen. But if you're really not putting the time and effort into connecting with your community, then all of that will just be for naught. Uh, you will you will maybe get a trickle of people coming in time and time, you know, based on the people that you've met or the people that you know in the area and, and the people that the handful of people that you're uh, that is, are already coming to your church, you know, word of mouth will slowly grow you out. But the problem is with that very slow growth, if you're not really connecting and you're not really getting the word out that you're there, the problem with that is uh, too often you don't make it through the birth stage because you, you don't have any finances coming in. You're not uh, connecting enough with people so people aren't finding you fast enough. Um, and you open the doors, uh, but there's nothing really to sustain the life of the church. And, and within six months, maybe a year, uh, you, you have to shut the doors again because um, you just weren't able to connect with enough people to get them in. You didn't get the word out. You didn't uh, share it with enough people. 
people didn't come and at least try. Um, and so really the focus at this first stage, the birth stage, needs to be getting the word out and making sure people know that you're there, that your doors are open, that you're ready to serve them. And, and that, that is, you know, that's on you as the pastor, it's on whatever launch team you have, whatever people you have on your team, making sure that they're connecting, that they're talking, that they're shaking hands and that you're putting out signs, uh, that you're uh, connecting with businesses and other organizations in the area. Um, you know, even if it's just letting them know, but if you can find ways to serve them or connect with them, whatever you can do to make sure that people know that you're there, your church is there, your website is visible, um, your location is clear, they know where to find you, uh, making sure that you're getting the word out. So that's the focus at the birth stage. Now, the questions you need to ask, um, the questions you need to ask if you are not sure if you're at this stage, the questions you're going to ask here are, are we in pre-launch? Because you need to designate whether you're in pre-launch or whether your doors are open and you have actually gone through the birth process and the doors are open. If you're in pre-launch, your focus really needs to be on getting everything set up for the launch. Now, you need to be connecting, you need to get the word out. But really, if 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 things aren't put together and ready for launch date, um, then you're going to have a launch that's a little bit lackluster. You're going to put all this effort in to get everybody there, but the launch is just, it doesn't connect and it's it's choppy and there's mistakes and all those things. So if you're in pre-launch, ask you know if you're asking yourself, are we in pre-launch? And the answer is yes. Then really focus on making sure that everything is ready for launch. And then the last kind of last stage of that is really connecting and really getting the word out at that point. The other question you need to ask are: Are we less than a year old? Um, and, and the birth stage is pretty pretty obvious um, for the most part whether or not you're in the birth stage. Um, if you're less than a year old, then you're still in that launch stage. You're not quite moved on to the next stage. You're still in that launch stage because, or, or the, I'm sorry, that birth stage. You're still in the birth stage uh, because really that first year is is very critical. It's, you know, continue to get the word out, continue to connect with people, continue to make sure that people are coming in. They're trying the church out. Even if they're not staying, just the activity of coming, staying a, a week or two, checking out, maybe deciding that they're moving on, that's okay. Just making sure that that continues to happen um, and that you continue to get the word out as often as you can and as many avenues as you can um, to just get people to come in until you can get to that point where word of mouth is starting to carry you. You don't have to market as much. You don't have to uh, you know, make as many efforts to connect. But are you in that first year? If you're in that first year, then you're still at the birth stage. If you're out of that first year, then there's a good chance that you have now moved on to stage two and that's the infancy stage. Now, if you remember from the last episode, the infancy stage is the surviving stage. This is the stage where uh, you have this church, the doors are open, uh, you have sustained life, you are now, um, you, you're, you're now, uh, you, you're a year in, and the church is there, and people are kind of like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard that church, or oh yeah, that church is over, you know, over in this part of town. They are aware of it. But you're still surviving because at this point you don't have a regular steady financial support. Uh, you don't have a really strong core group of people uh, that can sustain you long term. You're still in that stage of surviving, making sure the church is alive, making sure the church is continuing to grow, making sure that more people are coming in than are going out. Really just kind of putting in the effort to make sure that you're surviving. And, and what the focus here is. What you really need to focus on at this point is spiritual formation, spiritual encounters, making sure that you're creating space 
for people to encounter God. Now, this is where an organizational life cycle and a church life cycle shifts. <clears throat> in the organizational life cycle, at the infancy stage, you're really creating brand loyalty. You're really creating um, uh, an, an awareness of who you are and an experience with you as a brand. But as a church, yes, we want people to have an experience with us as the church. But what we really want is we want them to encounter God, that we really want them to come to a place where they uh, are meeting him, they're having these moments with him, they're encountering him. And that's, that's, we need to put the effort into creating spiritual encounters. So whether that's our Sunday morning services, making people, uh, making sure that people are able to encounter God, that it's not so programmed, that we're not, uh, you know, so we're not just, we're not so rigid on what we're doing that people aren't really encountering God. They're coming in, they're enjoying a service and they're leaving and they're, you know, the, the response for them is, ah, you know, it was a really good service, but, you know, I just really didn't feel like I connected with God, or I really didn't feel like I was moved, or I really didn't feel like, you know, the needs that I had coming in were met. Um, usually what that means is they didn't have the encounter with God that they were looking for. And new people, particularly non-Christians who are, you know, coming to church or maybe uh, used to be Christians and used to go to church and now they're coming back. Usually what drives them back and what drives them to your new church is this desire to encounter God. They Maybe they want an encounter for their kids. Maybe they're at a point in their life where they say, I really need to get back uh, into a relationship with Jesus. That's what they're looking for, these spiritual encounters. And if you are not providing that, if you're not focusing your attention on quality sermons, focusing your attention on prayer time, focusing your attention on... Uh, discipleship and, and, and uh, helping them walk through their Christian life and develop a strong uh, Christian lifestyle, if you're not helping them do that, well, then you're going to struggle to keep people because they're looking for the spiritual encounters. And if they want all the programming and they want all the bells and whistles, they'll go to larger churches down the street. All the, the you know, larger churches that have all the, the pieces and the big kids ministries and, and the big youth groups and all the smoke and and lights and that's if that's what they're looking for they'll go to the other churches they're not going to come to you you're a new church you're a smaller church they're going to come to you because they encounter God and so making sure that at this stage at the infancy stage the survival stage that you're providing spiritual encounters for people to to in, to come in to enjoy to be a part of and to feel like they're really coming into a moment with Jesus, whether it's at altar time, whether it's the course of your sermon, maybe it's just when they walk in the room, the atmosphere of the room is geared towards putting them in the mindset and putting them in the headspace to encounter God and to be close to him. And so, um, so you're really, again, wanting to create those spiritual encounters, putting the effort into quality sermons, discipleship, uh, making sure that people are, um, having that opportunity to encounter Jesus. Now, the questions you need to ask at this stage to identify, are you still in the infancy stage is, are we making decisions on the fly? When you're in the infancy stage, you don't have a lot of organization. You don't have a lot of structure. And so you're just, you know, as things are happening and you're, you're jumping from this thing and that thing. Now, the problem is that too many of us are still doing this at later stages in the life cycle. But if you're in the infancy stage, this is normal. This is how it should be. Because you're, you're early on, you haven't created a lot of structures. You haven't created a lot of systems. You haven't created a lot of things that run themselves. You're just dealing with whatever's coming up. Again, this is 
you're a year in maybe. Maybe maybe you're in your second year or your third year, but things are just you're just moving and 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 reacting and and doing the things that need to be, be need to be done. And so if you're if your answer is yes, we're making decisions on the fly, then you're probably in the infancy stage and that's okay because that's normal. Uh, the other question you can ask is does it feel like we're laying track just in front of the train? Which means that we are we you know we feel you know the church is starting to grow, things are starting to move, things are happening and we are just laying down whatever needs to be done to keep it moving forward. If that's the case, there's a good chance you're in the infancy stage. Because again, you don't have a lot of those structures in place and you're creating stuff as you go. You're creating policies as you go. You're creating, you know, uh, you know, you're creating uh, handbooks or you're creating uh, training uh, 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 modules or, you know, you're, you're, you know, somebody says, hey, I want to volunteer in kids. Well, I don't have, we don't have a kid's training. We don't know how to get you in kids. So, you know, we're creating it as we go. Uh, that's the infancy stage. You're, you're laying track as the train is coming down the way. And then the third question you can ask is, does it feel organic and exciting? In the infancy stage, things are very organic. Things are um, just kind of happening on their own and the conversations are being had and ministries are, are kind of developing out of those conversations and uh, you know people are, are just naturally kind of coming into relationship with Jesus and they're uh, coming into revelation of his word and all these things are just very organic. Relationships are developing um, organically. Uh, you know, people are just kind of out and about in their life and they're connecting with people and people are just, you know, they're coming in like, I don't know, I, just, I had this conversation with so-and-so and they invited me to church and so I came. Like that's the very organic feel of the development of a church at the infancy stage. That's normal and that's what you should should be seeing. And so, um, you know, and all of that organic activity is very exciting because I think, me personally, I think it's very exciting because you're not doing a whole lot. You're just surviving. You're just laying track in front of the train. And so all the great things that are happening aren't necessarily orchestrated by you as the pastor and by your team. It's exciting because God is in the midst of all of that because you don't have time to orchestrate everything. And God is just moving and God is, is impacting people and lives are being changed. And, and you're kind of like, I don't really know how it's happening because I'm busy doing this thing and this thing and, and all these other things are happening. And it's exciting. People are excited. You're excited. That's an indication that you're at the infancy stage. Okay, so the third stage. The third stage is the childhood stage. Now, this stage, again, is getting your feet, kind of getting your feet under you. You're learning to walk. You you know, you know, kind of have some, some organization is kind of coming into play. You're kind of figuring out what you're doing. You're, you know, you're, you're just kind of, you know, you, you've made it through the birth stage. You've made it through the surviving infancy stage. Life is sustainable. Your church has is, is got a bit of a foundation under it. And now you're in the childhood stage, the getting your feet stage. Where we're going to focus our attention here is building relationships. Now, this is different than getting the word out and making connections in the birth stage. In the birth stage, we're just getting the word out. We're making connections. So you know, if you're a church planter and you're, you know, your kids are in baseball, you're connecting with those parents and, and, you know, having these, uh, surface level conversations. They know your name, you know, your, you know, their name, you've gone to games together, you cheer together. Um, and, and through the course of all of that, you're, you're just making people aware, Hey, you know, I'd love to see you come to the church when we launch, or, Hey, we just launched a church. I'd love to see you visit. That's making a connection. That's getting the word out. 
at the childhood stage, what we're really doing is we're building relationships. So we're going from connecting and inviting to, hey, hey, do you want to do you want to come over for dinner at our house? Or, you know, hey, do you want to, um, you know, you, you want to go, you know, for here, us here at the Virgin, at Virginia Beach? Hey, do you want to go to the beach together? You grab our families. We'll go to the beach together and we'll just, you know, spend a few hours hanging out at the beach. That's going deeper. That's not making a connection. Hey, invite to church. That is, hey, let's go spend some quality time together and build relationships. And that's what really needs to be happening at the childhood stage. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that's all you. You as the pastor, you have very limited time and energy. You can't make, you can't build relationships with everybody. Everybody on your team needs to be doing this. So whether they're your staff members, paid staff members, if you have any at this point, or whether it's just your core leaders, you really need to be spending time building relationships with one another outside of the four walls of the church, outside of church functions, building relationships, going deeper and getting to know people at a at a more personal level, not just, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You know, how was your week? All right, great. We'll see you next week. Beyond that, we want to move to, hey, let's go hang out on Tuesday and grab some coffee. Or, hey, let's get the kids together on Friday and go see a movie. Whatever the, that is, building relationships is what needs to be happening at the childhood stage, going deeper and getting to know people. And so the questions you need to ask at this stage or the questions you can ask to identify whether or not you're at the childhood stages, do we have structure? Do you, have you built any structure at this point? Do you have a budget? Do you have a calendar? Do you have processes and policies? Uh, do you have systems? You know, when somebody says, hey, I want to work in kids ministry, do you have a process for them to go through uh, before they can work in the kids ministry? Uh, because the thing is, is before you can move on to the adolescent stage, the next stage, some of your structures need to be in place uh, because you, you're beyond the survival stage. You're beyond kind of reacting to everything. You need structure now. You need to start developing that. And so do you have structure? Um, <clears throat> if you have structure, there's a good chance that you're now in the childhood stage. If you have a budget, you know, you have enough uh, ties and offering coming in that, you know, you have a budget that's sustainable. You're now at the at the um, at the childhood stage. The other question is, are our launch team members, are they leaving and they're being replaced by a new group of leaders and, and, and volunteers? You're at the point where all the people who loved launch stage, who loved the birth stage, who were super excited and, and on board and they were, you know, cheering you on and, and hey, we're going to change the, you know, the city for Jesus. Those people most likely at this point are moving on. Uh, the, the excitement of launch is over. Uh, what they envision the church to be may not be playing out the way they wanted it to play out. And not that they're leaving disgruntled or upset. Some may, but they're leaving because they just, they, the, the culture is forming in a direction that they're not really connecting with. And, and some may get upset or frustrated by that because they saw themselves as a part of your church for a long time. But usually launch team people are not long-term people. Because they love the excitement of launch team. They love the excitement of being there at that stage. And when you get to the childhood stage and you start to build some structures and have some organization, they don't really jive well with that all the time. They want the freedom of they, – they love a little bit of the chaos of launch. And so when things start to be structured and organized, they're out. And that's okay. You, you be okay with that. 
I know it's hard probably from a relational standpoint because those are people who have gone through battle with you. They've prayed deeply with you. They've stood beside you through difficult times. But the reality is, is for them, you're at a stage, the church is at a stage where it doesn't work for them anymore. And love them, hug them, but send them off because God may be using them to go launch another church or be a part of another ministry uh, where they're needed. That's okay. We need to open our, uh, we need to hold our people with open hands. And when God moves them on, let them move on. Um, but that's going to happen at the childhood stage. Your, your launch team members are going to move on and you're going to be, they're going to be replaced by new members, new uh, volunteers, new people, a part of your core who are all in on the future of your church. And that's where you need to spend your time and uh, focus your attention. Um, the other question you can ask is, am I, as a pastor, am I starting to find my rhythm in the week? You should be at this point, in the childhood stage, you should not be reacting to everything. You should be finding a rhythm that works for you. Finding a rhythm that flows, finding a rhythm that you can really get behind, finding a rhythm that, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, you're like, oh man, I got so much done and this really worked. And are you finding a rhythm? That's really what you should be looking for here. And then the fourth stage is the adolescent stage. And this is where you are finding yourself. You are discovering who you are um, beyond just surviving. Now you're saying, okay, moving forward into the future, this is who we're going to be. This is the finding yourself stage. And this stage is where you really put the energies and efforts into getting organized. You've built relationships in the childhood stage. You've grown the church. It's sustainable. You have some systems and some organization budget and things like that in place. But probably because of the way it was built, it's kind of hodgepodge. It's all over the place. We built this when we needed it. We built that when we needed it. And now we have all these pieces that are not really in tune with each other. They're kind of disjointed and they feel like they're, uh, they're working, but they're not working together. And there's redundancies and, you know, things look similar, but they, you know, different departments are doing different things. You're at the, you're at the adolescent stage. You need to take all those pieces and make them a little more cohesive, more efficient, so that everything works more effectively, so that you can serve your congregation well, so that your volunteers and your staff members, uh, they feel like they're being served well. You need more organization. So getting organized, because the next stage, the next stage is going to be all in. Everything's going to be running and humming and everything's going to be popping, but you have to get organized in this stage in order to um, in order to make it work in that stage. So the focus here is, are you getting organized? Get organized. Um, and the questions you need to ask are, are we making strategic decisions a year or more out? If you are, there's a good chance you're in the adolescent stage. You're able to look up from the chaos of today. You're able to look up and down the road and at least look out a year and say, okay, this is what we want to do. These are the things we want to do. This is where I think God is going to take us. Um, you know, we're able to look further out. The other question is, do you have paid staff members on your team at this point? Um, hopefully at this point, at the adolescent stage, you should have at least one or two others paid staff members on your team supporting you. You're not just doing this big thing all by yourself anymore. Even volunteers at this stage are probably not going to be enough. You're still going to feel overwhelmed and stressed because there's too much on your plate. And so are you, do you have paid staff members? And then the last question you can ask is, does it feel like everything from the previous three stages is being questioned? Because again, you're at the stage where you need to bring in organization. People who launched with you and went through the first stage, maybe the first two stages, they have now moved on and you have a whole group of people that weren't a part of that. 
They weren't a part of launch. They weren't a part of all the excitement and all the decisions. They weren't a part of that. They've come in at this stage and they're saying, man, I love this church and I love what we're doing here, but it feels like things just don't seem to work quite well, or this seems to not make sense, or I don't understand this. And I would like this to be a little bit different than the way it is. If, if you feel like you're being questioned, everything is being questioned and you're like, ah, oh, come on, just let's just be happy and let's just enjoy what we're doing and let's just get behind what God's doing here at the church. And I don't want all these questions. If that's how you feel, there's a good chance that you're at the adolescent stage because you sense it and other people do as well. It's time to get organized. You have lots of pieces, lots of moving parts, and they feel disjointed and out of sync with each other. You need to get organized. And people are questioning that. They're saying, hey, you know, I understand where we've come from, but we've got to, this, this isn't working the way it is now, the way it should. And so people are beginning to question everything you've done in the last three stages. Three stages. And again, it's okay because they're sensing what you know at this stage, it's time to get organized because the next stage is your prime stage. You're preparing to get into prime. That's where everything is working. And that's where we're going to pick up in the next episode. We're going to talk about the next stage, the prime stage, what that looks like, how it works, and how to maximize everything you can in the moment while you're in that stage. And you can be in that stage for a long time if you do everything right in these previous four stages, particularly get organized in the adolescent stage. If you can do that here, then when you move into the next stage, into the prime stage, you can be in that for a long time, see lots of growth, lots of development and people's lives being changed on a regular basis. And so we'll cover that in the next episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next episode.